Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Dr. Homebrew, that's right. Dr. Homebrew, the one and only. I wonder if we're, this is probably the only show on the internet radio TV land that uh, you can send your beer into and have mastered BJCP judges judge it. Not just some fat dicks with flat brimmed hats and, uh, you know, opinions. These guys are relatively thin dicks and uh, <laughs> and they have opinions. So it's a whole thing. We got a whole new concept going on here in Dr. Homebrew for like 1,200 years. It's all about opinions these days anyway, really. <laughs> it's all opinions these days, Facts, guys. That kind of shit doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're Not right. much. You're right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Dr. Homebrew on this rainy Northern California night. It's crazy. I thought uh, Keith's saying, I thought we were done with all this crap, but uh, we're not. We're not done with it. We're, we're getting rained on, but that's all right. We got some homebrew to deal with, but uh, before we get to that, I want to thank our sponsor, Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com, learn about all their products because they make the best products, not some of the best, the best cleaning and sanitizing products out there, and I'm excited to hang out with these people in uh, NHC in a couple months. Yeah, looking Hang out at the Five Star booth and... You know, talk about cleaning and sanitation and uh, all that kind of fun stuff. They always have the cleanest booth, too. (laughs) Imagine they have the dirtiest booth in the (laughs) world. covered with grunge. (laughs) Hey, guys. Yeah, just terrible. Get your beer equipment nice and clean. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be great. Step on over here. (laughs) Oops, you got dirty just walking in. <laughs> Let me help you with that. Uh, no, they've, uh, uh, they're 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 great people. They're good to hang out with. So if you're going to NHC and uh, you run into them, uh, go get them a beer. You know, look. Let me tell you. Work in these booths at these uh, trade shows and stuff for 12, 13, whatever, whatever years. Like the BN booth? Like the BN booth, like the more beer booth, uh, the grog tag booth for a little bit there. Um, it's tough, especially when you want to go drink beer. But during the sessions, everyone comes in and talks to you. And so it's, it's tough to get out and get beers, man. Uh, and that's what you're here to do. You're here to hang out, but you're also, like, you're also here to, to, to drink beer. So uh, go offer to get them some beers, man. You might get a, a free thing. I don't know. <clears throat> It's, I mean, it's a, it's a good con- uh, conference to be at anyway, at a booth because it is about beer. Like, how many you know, stupid work conference? Well, especially that on, on the radio or the you know, stupid work <laughs> conferences I go to, like marketing automation conferences. Like, you're not getting beer there, so no. It's uh, yeah. I wish someone could bring me a beer while I'm there at, at a at a booth, but that'd be uh, great, dude. Yeah, but, uh, probably go I, to more events. Yeah, and or you can go to the Star Stand booth and get your glass uh, filled up with. I'm sorry, the. Uh, 
Man. The five star booze. Five star booze to get your glass full of star sand. That's always a you know, clean, <laughs> refreshing. Clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, clean your pipes, man. Oh. Uh, we have a good show for you today. We have uh, who do we have? We have Joe uh, coming up here first, and then we have Chris. Uh, Joe has a sweet stout, and Chris has a cream ale. So we're going to look forward to doing that. And uh, in addition to the $40 uh, grog tag, at least your beer will look good, gift certificate, uh, we are giving away a beer bug tonight. Another beer bug. Another right. beer bug. So uh, we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna beer bug people out on this show. Yeah. I swear to God. It's going to be amazing. And the, uh, yeah, the grog tags are a good price, too. Grog tags are a great prize, man. It's, uh, yeah, I love those Get things, a beer man. beer sign for your garage. Do whatever, man. None of this, uh, none of this taping labels to the, to, the bo- you know, to the bottle kind of a thing, man. Uh, okay, let me uh, get Joe on the line here. <clears throat> have you guys been? It, it, it has been quite a while. Oh, man, we we brewed together last week. Oh, we, I went to Keith's house. And we brewed a beer. We brewed it. Really? What was supposed to be like a two and a half <laughs> IPA? Because we know how much you like IPAs. We're trying to make I one that you would, would like the best. Yeah. Uh, but it ended up being more of just kind of a well, a higher end double IPA, but not. Not to the borderline between double and triple that we wanted it to be. Oh no! I think there were there are two factors. One is what we were that we were drinking, which I don't do when I brew usually. But I blame that on me. Yeah, <laughs> I do that too. But it also was really windy, and this weather has been kind of sucky for you know. I was going to brew tomorrow night. I think it's going to be like fifty mile per hour wind. So I'm like, I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I brew outside, so it was, it was actually brutal. Really yeah, we kept turning. You turn the heat up, and I start. Almost boiling over, but then it would like reach the top of the kettle, and it would just have this stasis of foam. Like almost wanted to jump out, but not quite. And no, like, really? Then you turn it down, and it almost stopped boiling at yeah, all. And it's like, like ah. a twenty gallon. It was a twenty gallon kettle with like fourteen gallons in it, so it wasn't like we were like lacking in space for it to you know yeah. to, to boil. It was just it's a it, weird yeah. balancing act. We kept walking inside to get beers. I guess that was part of the. Someone just been standing outside <laughs> controlling the well, the propane for ninety minutes. That yeah. could have maybe done it right, but I partially blame Keith though. He did want me to taste all his beers and. And the bad ones especially, and tell him what what he should throw out. But right. I don't like to throw anything out. I'm weird like that. Yeah. You should. I'll take it from I'll my sour it or my sour project. I, yeah. yeah. You know me, Joe. We got you, Joe. Yep. Hey, 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 what's Joe. going on, man? How's it going? Good, man. How you doing? Good. Thanks for uh, joining us here on this uh, lovely evening, talking about your beer, man. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I like stouts in general. Um, haven't had too many sweet stouts. Is this something that you've uh, that you've done numerous times before, or you said, "Fuck it, let's just brew one"? Yeah, I just decided to brew one. Put some, a little bit of uh, chocolate nibs in there. See if I can get a little chocolate flavor in there. Oh, Maybe. awesome! What I was going for. Awesome. Uh, how long have you been home brewing? Sauce. Uh, about eight years. Okay, perfect. Are you are you kind of a darker beer guy, anyways? No, I go for anything. I just figured this is something different for me. Okay. All right. Yeah, see, I'm a darker beer. Like, most of the beers I brew are, like, are darker. So just curious if uh, yeah. if we were kindred spirits. And we noticed the hop there. on the cap, so we figured you probably like hops, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that, too. Yeah, that threw everybody. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's a hoppy dark beer? Yeah. Um, okay, well, Brian, why don't you start us off with Joe's uh, Sweet Stout? It's not man. a black IPA. We've established that. Um Boy, yeah, just the the first whiff of it tonight. I get a little soy sauce in there, but it's uh, um, uh, had a kind of a sharp cocoa in the aroma. I definitely got i I didn't see that um, there was was any um, cocoa nibs declared, but uh, I do definitely get some cocoa in there. Um, 
I feel like I'm getting a touch of a light kind of spiciness in there, uh, some kind of a, a light phenolic that's a little distracting. But and then the, uh, but it, the esters are pretty low. No, no obvious hops as it really shouldn't have. Um, I don't know if it's some of the things in the way, but it seems to lack some some of the depth in the malt that I'd want. Some of the really rich chocolatiness and the the light um, roastiness and the you know nuttiness and some other things and that you'd you'd want to have in there they're kind of masked by by the other things on that are coming out on top of that a little sharp in the aroma uh, i didn't get any dms or diastole though uh, i thought it might be possible there's a little bit of green apple in there i was going to ask keith about that um that might be some of the sharpness i'm getting too appearance wise it's a nice medium brown i thought it was a little bit light for the style but you could kind of see through it a little more than a lot of the dark ones in these mm. classes it looks okay though and my my Brewing network glass at home. It's a little thinner, so maybe it was. It's probably the glass. <laughs> Blame the BN glass. I would. Um, seems fairly clear. Had a low tan head that stuck around fairly well, and finer and a few larger bubbles. Um, the head you can kind of rouse it up. It's not too hard to to bring it back around. Uh, Flavor wise, I'm getting a medium malty sweet note. It's a uh, kind of cocoa like and. What do we call it? kind of a light diner coffee note behind that? Um, phenolic is pretty low in the flavor, so maybe what I was getting as a phenolic kind of spiciness in the nose was maybe some some spicy alcohol or something else. It was just a little different in the flavor than the nose. It's actually more uh, I enjoy the flavor a little bit more. The um, it's definitely balanced the malt and the pepper is kind of low and out of the way. It's not like really green peppery in the flavor. Finishes medium medium dry. Um, Fermentation character seems okay. It's it's not like the cleanest ale ferment, but it's you know it's it's um you know, like you might might use a little more. Well, we'll get to feedback in a bit, but um, you know something's been left behind here from that the yes, aldehyde kind of thing, and and maybe a little sharpness from some alcohols. Um, there's hints of spice and malt lingers, albeit uh, dryly in the aftertaste. It's not as sweet as I would hope. It's and there's no diastole or anything in there, so it's yeah, it's not like a you know, a lot of defects in there. Just a lot. A lot of these things are real subtleties. I'm trying to point out, but um, yeah, it's got an interesting flavor overall, and it's it's you know mostly the chocolate is there, but there's some other things that are kind of lacking. Body wise, it feels pretty medium full bodied, I would say, and slightly creamy and smooth, despite the um, the sharpness and the aroma and, and a little bit in the flavor. It's got a low warmth, um, no obvious astringency. Uh, it's just it's not very hot or biting at all. It feels pretty good on the tongue. Medium carbonation, that's fine. Yeah, so overall, it's um, it's an interesting attempt at a sweet stout. It had fairly pleasant flavor and a lot of other positives. Um, it just got lost a little bit in some of the sharpness of the aroma and that little green pepper and soy sauce and acetaldehyde thing. Not just all just subtle things that kind of blend together to to kind of detract from the nice malt flavor that is there. Um, especially in the aroma. The beer could be allowed to finish a bit sweeter. Um, but, yeah, kind of find a way to back off some of the sharper components there. I think mainly just taking good care of your yeast. Um, and if, if there's a little spiciness in there, avoid any contamination with wild yeast that might be in there. But, uh, you know, just give it a big healthy pitch of your intended yeast strain and get it going happily and and um, keep it at the right temperature, oxygenate, all that fun stuff. I'm sure you know what you're doing, and, and we'll find out that he's got, like, way more advanced equipment than, than either of us has. But, um, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, just I would be careful too with the with the water and the mash pH and avoid letting it get too low and acidic. And just yeah, kind of work on the fermentation practices there. But okay. I, I like the beer; it's it's a good beer. I gave it a um, thirty points out nice. of fifty. So it's, yeah, it's it's tasty. And I'm kind of being I felt like maybe I was being too picky and harsh when I was judging last night. But yeah, it's you know it's got a lot of interesting flavors to it. I just wanted to point all of those out, and and the way they're melding is it's not entirely unpleasant. So it's yeah, it's a good beer. Awesome. Keith, that was some very strong judging there to lead off the night there, Brian. I thought you did a really good job. <laughs> I try. There you go. I, I think we were really pretty much on the same page. I, I did get a lot of chocolate. I, I didn't know there was any uh, cocoa in it at all. So that was, you know, now, you know, I, I thought so. I'm, that was my guess. But there was nothing on the, the uh, you know, obviously on, on what we were given. It but, comes into focus. It yeah, makes sense. Like, oh, okay. But, yeah, so lots of, lots of chocolate. Um, maybe just a light sweetened coffee. Uh, I got a hint of green apple, um, acid aldehyde, which you know you were you were talking about as well on the on the nose. Not no hops. Uh, that's okay for style. Um, not really any other fermentation flaws other than the acid aldehyde. Um, as it warmed, it got more and more chocolate. It got stronger, and the esters were, were were generally pretty low as well. Color was dark brown, nearly opaque, off white head. There really wasn't much of a big head on the pour, but Brian, I think that was a good point about like if you you swirl it, the head does sort of reform. Um, it's, it's interesting with the you know the chocolate and how much does that impact uh, head retention initially too is something to to think about um, that you kind of have to deal with with chocolate. Um, clarity it seems to be pretty good for um, you know it's a dark beer, but you can still I think I. I, I can see even now a little left in my glass that it's it's pretty pretty darn clear. Uh, flavor sweetened coffee and cocoa again with a light sourness. I get a little bit of a woody flavor. The chocolate's actually very strong for the style. I thought it was a, a little over the top at this point. I'm starting to wonder how much chocolate's in here, or is there chocolate in here again? When I was tasting it last night, um, very low roast. That's okay. Uh, balance is toward the sweet, but not cloyingly so. Uh, no hot flavor. Bitterness. But I think the bitterness is just enough. I think that was that was well done there. Um, it's low, but it's supporting just to, you know to, to kind of break up the sweetness a little bit. Uh, Mouthfeel, medium low carbonation, okay for style. The body was medium, medium low. It seems a little bit light. I'd like to see a little more body in this beer. Uh, no astringency and just a slight warming. Overall impression, I, I mean, I really enjoyed drinking this beer. Uh, I thought the, the sourness was one thing I would look at closely uh, first, just because, you know, the, the pH, again, I struggle with this a lot with our water here in, in California where I live, uh, struggling to get the pH up enough. Um, with a with a dark beer, so that's something I would look at. Um, it's not it's not crazy. It's still it's still enjoyable. Um, I thought this beer actually would go really well with like a piece of chocolate cake or something that that is sort of rich. It's not it's not a super rich beer on its own. It's kind of it's kind of soft, I think, in, in a way, um, and not super sweet. It's more like more like a bitter sweet chocolate sort of flavor to it. I think that would actually go well with like a piece of cake. Um, Beyond that, I thought you know, like, like to make it its own beer and really stand out, I would make it, give it a little more body. Maybe I think about adding some other specialty malts. And I have the question mark here, really, of just like you know, how's it? If you really want to think about putting this in a competition, how's it going to do with that much chocolate? And I maybe dial that back a little bit too. It seems a little bit, a little bit obvious. If Brian and I could both pick it out, uh, then it's probably a little bit high in terms of how much chocolate's in here. Um, but overall, I, I enjoyed it. Um, really, I did like drinking it. I gave it a thirty-three. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, the thing about nibs, it's it's not chocolate, yeah. actually. So you hear nibs, and and I, it took me for a while to get to get wrap my head around this. It's more like a that like a green bell pepper smell. Like I, once yeah. once you said it, and I smelled it, I was like, that's the classic nib aroma where it's like 
tanniny astringent or something in the aroma. Yeah, and I think a lot of that, what I was getting as the green pepper thing in there yeah, was definitely from the nibs, the plant matter. And maybe and, and maybe that doesn't really jive yeah. well with so, the sweetness or right. something. Yeah, that's what I felt like. Okay. It's, it's kind of... Yeah, I'm playing off it in a weird way. Okay. Well, it's time for Brian's favorite segment. Uh, let's hit your uh, recipe. Joe, yeah, if you, okay. got, if you well, got that in front of you, man. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's just the um, the sweet style recipe at a Boone Classic Styles. Um, okay. I used... Uh, actually, I think I bumped up the green a bit. Yeah, I used 10 pounds of... Uh, Thomas Fawcett Marisada. Um, I used uh, a pound of lactose, a pound of black patent, uh, 0.75 pounds of crystal 80, and uh, yeah, that's it. And then for the hops, it's um, a 1.5 ounce edition of East Kent Golden for 60 minutes. Five-gallon batch. Yeah. The six gallons. Six, okay. Yeah. What do you guys think of that recipe? What, what could he change on a little bit? Recipe sounds pretty good. Um, okay. what, what what about the nibs? When did you add those? I, I had them, uh, I let it sit for two weeks, and then I put the nibs in. I transferred it to a secondary with the nibs for like a week. Okay. Yeah, you pulled a lot of character out of those in that week. That's mm-hmm. that definitely came through. And JP, you were talking about nibs, I think, in our one of our uh, last show or the show before that, and you had a recommendation in terms of temperature and maybe time on those? Uh, uh, definitely time and, and amount. So I, I used to do like two to four ounces. Actually, no, four to eight ounces um, for at least a month. Mm-hmm. How long did you put these in, Joe? I'm sorry, I forgot. You said a week. A week. Okay, yeah, definitely not long enough. Um, but it was more. It was like a pound or something, was it? No, it was four ounces. Oh, just four ounces. Yeah, okay. okay, I was like, okay. Um, yeah, because you, you put them in and you get that initial. Think of it like an oak cube, right, where, uh, you know, it, they're they're kind of layered. So you put the oak cubes in and they kind of start absorbing the the, uh, the the beer starts absorbing the flavor from the outside but it'll take a while to kind of get inside the middle of the wood and I think it's right. the same thing with the nibs so you got to leave them in there for a longer period of time uh, and you'd start developing these these deeper uh, flavors you know they say like like the oak chips are very one dimensional and oak cubes are very multi-dimensional because there's layers for it to go through so I think I, I, I mean I can, I can smell the first part it smells like opening a bag of nibs. Yeah. Which is great. And so, so the outer, like, sharper part of it. It's exactly right, yeah. Uh, before actually, right it gets now, to the mellow. It kind of smells like chocolate chip mint ice cream. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. It's Maybe funny. I'm just a fat kid. But um, <clears throat> so I would, I mean, if, if, you, if you have some in a keg still or next time you do it, uh, either parse it off, you split it in half and put and leave nibs on for longer. I left some on an oatmeal stout for six months and it was, oh my God, it was delicious. It was too much. It was too much. I think four months is the max, but uh, definitely don't be afraid to, to hang out for a month or two. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get experimental, too, I could see a little vanilla or something going nicely in here, oh, too, yeah. you know, mixing with the chocolate flavors. Yeah. And that would probably up the sweetness a little bit, yeah. too. Vanilla tends to do that. It makes it seem, perceive, you know, perceive it as more sweet when you have the vanilla. Yeah, I too. find myself wanting just a little more sweetness. It's it's pretty good. It's almost there, but yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and really, if you're looking for chocolate, for the, the chocolate cocoa, I would just add, like, chocolate, like cocoa powder. Sure, yeah. 
and try to get that because I don't know I don't know how well the nibs are going to show through in a, in a really deep complex beer like this, but um, it's worth a shot. What, what kind of yeast did you use, Joe? We didn't we didn't talk about that, and, and uh, how much did you pitch and, and all that that jazz? Um, that jazz. it was the WLP 5 Okay, what is it? The and, British Ale or something like that? Yeah, the British Ale and. Uh, I did like a liter and change water on it for about eighteen hours. Okay, that sounds that sounds pretty pretty normal. What about water? Do you treat your water at all? Or and I'll, I won't go crazy. Yeah, no, and, like <laughs> I normally don't do dark beers, so I think that might have been the problem. Like I've been for most of my stuff, I just use bottled water, yeah. the Palm Spring stuff. Okay. And maybe for this, if I use this, I have to do something to uh, to bring the acid down a little bit. Yeah, because did you notice like those spring waters are pretty pretty neutral? Yeah, so yeah, not not a lot of bicarbonate in, not, in yeah, that, yeah. So you need something to balance the the dark malt. And there's other ways to do that too. I mean, you can add pickling lime or. Um, chalk which is sometimes hard to get in solution or or even some uh baking soda as well or even a mix of those um i probably had this conversation last show yeah um, but sorry but no yeah there's lots of ways to go about that to, to kind of keep that that and in the age of the beer too we didn't talk about that either how, how long ago did you brew this i brewed it november 6th okay that's holding, too, holding up well then yeah, yeah right for, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And some of that soy sauce, I think it, 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 it happens to me with my dark beards. If I hang on for them, if I hang on to them for too long, yeah, uh, the dark malts kind of get that flavor after a while. It's an oxidation thing. Breaks or down into it, that. Is it just? Is it just a, a a factor of that beer? I've never made soy sauce. <laughs> well, not the real stuff, but. <laughs> I know it's a fermented product, and I, yeah. I should be ashamed to admit that. But yeah, no, I'm not it's ferment everything. I'm not familiar with the, where that soy, but okay. I would think it might be because uh, soy sauce is usually also pretty, you know, aged, and uh, could be some oxidation of not some of the literal dark, soy sauce. Dark get out malt. of the literal. Get out of the literal soy sauce. No, field. but it's the same flavor. It's and it's, it's the a same, similar flavor. Yeah. Same same but aroma I components. Think yeah, and I don't know if it's the oxidation breakdown of all of the dark malts combined. That would be or just an yeah, age oxidation factor. of some of the dark darker yeah. malt components over time, but okay. but not in like a papery cardboardy way. No, no, yeah. not at all. In a totally acceptable way for an aged yeah beer. I think, right? I don't know. Anyway, uh, Joe, do you have any questions for these guys? Uh, no, that was about it. That was mostly the water thing, because that's what I noticed, that it was it had like a tang to it. Okay. Yeah, just a little acidic. Those did, dark malts need something to balance them out. <laughs> did it seem that way from the from the beginning when you first bottled it, or did that develop over time? No, it it seemed like it was there okay. from the beginning. Even the soy sauce, I think, I tasted ah. from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Cool, so you're getting a lot of the same things. Yeah. Good, good. Oh, it's definitely an interesting beer. Fun to fun to play with the nibs and and uh, yeah, keep up the good work. We'll we'll wait for the next batch of this one to come out when you dial it in. Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, thanks, all right, Joe, Joe, we'll let you go, man. All right, yeah, thank you guys. Thanks, thanks you so much. Yeah, it. thanks, man. Cheers. All right, take care. All right, bye. Mm-hmm. Cool. Fun awesome. To nibs. 
Fun with nibs. Fun with nibs. Uh, we were talking earlier about Grog Tag. Uh, the folks at Grog Tag have been hard at work creating new ways for you to customize your homemade creations. They recently dropped a brand new template on us called Dark Side, and they have just expanded their selection of bottle caps to include red and green options. With all these products ready to receive your great ideas, there's no reason your bottles should be left naked any longer. Cover them up with Grog Tags. Head over to grogtag.com now and enter code BNARMY at checkout to take 10% off off your next order. That's grogtag.com. Use code BNARMY. You guys know how to spell that. B-N-A-R-M-Y, in case you don't. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and drink more beer. I believe this is a cream ale from Chris. This is Dr. Homebrew. Hang on. We'll be right back. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Now, back to the examination. All right, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Before we get to Chris, I uh, just want to let you guys know tickets are now on sale for the 39th Annual National Homebrewers Conference, a.k.a. Homebrew Con. Join your homebrewing comrades this June 15th through 17th in Minneapolis, the city of lakes, for three unforgettable days of learning, camaraderie, and delicious beer. Uh, I would put delicious in air quotes, but that's just me. Uh, space is limited, so be sure to register now at homebrewcon.org. Actually, it says Homer homerboocon, but... Homerboo. I'm just... <laughs> you might end up going to an entire different <laughs> yeah, festival. I might just... I'm going to make an autocorrection here. Homebrewcon.org. Join comrades. Can you spare some hops, brother? Join JP and myself. Hang out with us. Yeah, so we've been talking about doing a live Dr. Homebrew version from uh, yeah. from HomebrewCon. I'm down. Let's do it. Um, 
there will be beer there. So. There will be beer there. I feel weird about flying without our our compadre here. Ah, uh, yeah. I feel I would feel weird about that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll call in and be a, a guest well, on the. the yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we'll patch him take, in from the delivery room. You can, yeah. take, one, you can take one of my beers with you, and uh, I'll, I'll call you. You know, the the screaming baby in the background. <laughs> I think that'd be good. All right, let me get. Uh, let me. Where did that go? There it is, right there. Where did that go? Oh. Let me get Chris on the line here. I'm excited to drink this beer. I like cream ales. Chris, are you here, buddy? I'm here. All right. Thanks, man. How you doing? Doing well. How are you tonight? Not too bad. Not too bad, man. Uh, so how long you been uh, home brewing, man? I've been brewing since uh, about 2010. 2010. Okay. And uh, this is a cream ale, right? Have you ever brewed one of these beers before? This was my second batch. Okay. Trying to Trying to recreate a, a pretty successful first batch. Oh, awesome. Good to hear, man. I've never done a cream ale before. I don't know why. It's just one of those things I've never done. But uh, they sound they seem complicated, like those lighter beers with the kind of weird complexities that cream ales have. It seems like a, it seems like a challenge, and I'm not very I'm already challenged enough. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was uh, it was just something I, I picked one day. I got a buddy who doesn't like drinking uh, real beer. He right. drinks something that rhymes with Coors Light. Okay, uh, <laughs> and. and well, at least no, he's watching I, his I figure. You know? Rhymes with Coors Light or it is? Yeah. <laughs> it's Coors Light. Yeah, it, it just rhymes. It's not directly oh, related. It just, no, it just never. Rhymes. Yeah, right, right. Uh, well, you know, look, I admire your friends for, for trying to watch their waistline. You know, that's, that's really appropriate. Um, all right, Keith, you ready, dude? You want to you wanna start this rocket ship Steer off, dude? us out to uh, right, we'll, we'll do see. that. All right. Um, okay. Uh, so on the nose initially, uh, sorry here. Um, the reason I'm, I'm struggling a little bit here, I'm trying to readjust myself is I had a bottle last night and I'm reading from a score sheet that I filled out last night. And this tastes a little bit different to me than the bottle I had last night. Um, I could just okay. be me last night. So that, that could be the problem, but, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm going to try to combine those two things together and talk about what I'm, what I'm smelling right now. But at the same time, look at my notes from last night as well. And I'm going to say last night, six more times. Uh, so anyway, uh, on the aroma, I'm getting a lot of esters. I'm getting some pears and red apples. Uh, getting also a, like a slight solvent note, um, followed by some sweet malt. Um, maybe a trace of corn. Not getting a ton of corn. A little bit of grassy hoppiness, uh, but nothing really uh, off other than that. No diacetyl, uh, no acetaldehyde. Uh, just really that uh, pretty high est- medium high esters, and then um, that that solvent note. Um, Color-wise, very light gold. Um, last night I had a white head on mine, like a, a low white foam headstand. This one I'm right now, I have like no head at all, but I see Brian's glass over there has a little bit of a head, so maybe there's some residue in my, my glass. Look, look, there's like nothing. Huh. That's strange. crazy. Pretty strange. Anyway, um, so uh, pretty pretty brilliantly clear. Um, I think a little bit. A little bit of haze right now I see. I thought it was... Last night a little bit clearer. I was in a darker room, but I uh, see a little bit of haze. But overall, it looks uh, pretty spot on for style. Uh, light gold, uh, white head, and uh, pretty pretty clear. Um, flavor wise, I'm getting a light malt sweetness. Uh, not super dry though. A lot, a little more sweetness than I would expect for this style. It's not as crisp as I would like to see here. Um, some hot bitterness. 
I'd say the balance is still toward the the malt sweetness, not not the hoppiness. Um, flavor wise, in terms of hops, not really getting any hop flavor at all. Um, picking up some of that solvent and ester character as well. Uh, that was I mentioned in the aroma carrying over also to the flavor. Um, beyond that, once again, not not getting any diacetyl, um, but overall it seems a little little sweet. Um, my notes from last night say medium high carbonation. Maybe it's my glass right now, but I'm classifying this one as medium low carbonation um too low for style uh, medium body medium low body um attenuation could be a little bit higher here i think uh it feels like it's a little a little sweet um so i'd like to see the you know the body and sweetness be reduced a little bit um no alcohol warming um no hop astringency no no other astringency as well um overall i enjoy the beer but I do struggle with the, the sweetness level, the the uh, the solventy sort of character, and then also the um, the, the high ester uh, in it as well. Um, I would probably you know look at obviously your your hop. I'm sorry, your hop, your yeast uh, handling here in terms of like, you know, fermentation temperature, how much you pitched, things like that in terms of the both esters and solvent character. Um, not sure what that was, um, but uh, I think also a crisper body is the other thing I'd really like to to see, and maybe a little higher carbonation. Uh, there seems to be a little bit of bottle to bottle variation in terms of carbonation. Like I said, the one I had last night was a little bit higher carbonation than this one, um, but I, you know I think that helps as well, not make it seem so sweet and a little bit more drinkable. Seems a little heavy to me uh, in the palate overall. Uh, maybe even like to see a little more corn presence. I get a little of the corn flavor, but not. Not, not, I don't, you know, it's not really standing out to me. It's a kind of a, a malty, grainy sweetness, and not, not necessarily, uh, you know, not a lot of corn flavor. Uh, overall, though, I, I, I scored it higher. I think last night than I would tonight. I think last night I gave it a thirty-five on the bottle I tried, and today I would probably think somewhere in the range around thirty. All right, Brian. Hit him up. Hey. Yeah, so uh, I, I noted the bottle condition. Goodfield had a nice hiss when I opened it, but then, oops, the magic snake came creeping out. And then, um, <laughs> so that's what happened to the, the bottle we got tonight. So I think I think Keith got the good bottle to judge. We judged these separately, you know, in advance of the show. And so he might have gotten the one bottle that didn't have whatever this effect is with making a, the magic snake creep out of the bottle. Um and it kept coming. I poured my sample, and I set the bottle down really gently on a paper towel, and it <laughs> kept coming up. And, like, I put the cap on even, and it crept up under the cap. So I don't know if we're getting a fair representation of your beer, I have to say. But um, and I didn't get to taste what, what Keith had at his place. So uh, what I got uh, last night and today, medium pills malt aroma up front. You know, the malt quality is actually pretty nice, and it has a, a low DMS, which is to style. It's not super corny, as as Keith was kind of saying, but there there is some DMS there, I felt. A uh, low spicy floral hop note, slightly kind of slightly grainy and, and seems big for the style. And there's a hint of kind of a honey-like sweetness in there, which pushed it up into kind of too sweet territory for me. It might have been some of the same thing what, what Keith is getting in this one. Um, I felt like I got a light kind of like a lemony fruitiness to it. There were some odd hmm. esters in there. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it doesn't smell super papery or anything like that, but it's got with that honey, like it might be getting towards a little oxidized, but it's pretty slight. 
Anyway, um, appearance-wise, it was a nice. It's a nice color. I really like the the pale yellow color, and it was mostly clear. Um, the one I had last night had a, kind of some. It almost looked like little particles, or maybe it was CO two in suspension, but it wasn't rising. It was just kind of hanging in the glass. I think mm-hmm. it was like some kind of really fine, fine particles. Is this bottle conditioned or keg? Yeah. Okay, it's bottle. So I might have I might have kicked up some of the yeast T- today. It looks pretty clear. I mean, it's a little haze, but not not like particle haze or a chill haze or whatever. But uh, yeah, um, had a white head that that poured pretty full and then faded immediately. Uh, it just collapsed into these larger bubbles. It just went like kind of like soda pop fizz. Um, Flavor wise, I'm getting a low. Malty with, uh, maltiness with some honey-like notes, and um, I'm—I wasn't sure if I got a little spiciness in there too, but I—I I don't think it's really phenolic. Um, maybe I thought the sample I had last night was maybe, but um, the, the, sometimes with bottle variation, different things will come to the forefront in one bottle versus another. I don't know. And uh, how JP stored them before we got them too, but I always want to blame him. I know. The bitterness is my is, refrigerator must have been too cold. Mm. Yeah, the bitterness is kind of in the right place. It's medium. The beer is fairly crisp. It has mm. some apple esters in the flavor. Um, it's definitely balanced to the malt. So I don't know. I had this weird thing last night, and I promise What'd you have, buddy. I wasn't. Tripping, there were there were no drugs involved, but I was sitting at my table. That is weird. And as I would take a sip of this beer, I had this odd effect where you know I can taste you know the hops and everything's kind of floral and a little spicy and out of the way. But after I would take a sip, and then a few seconds later, I would get this odd like aroma effect, like a hallucination, a nasal hallucination almost (laughs) of like a dank hop aroma. And I don't know if it was just something I had around me at. the table last night or you know well you're probably packaging all those all that pot all that <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah right <laughs> the packaging operation was removed from that yeah, the, the never, judging area yeah, JP. here's something i've learned never judge at the trap house <laughs> you just you can't do it because otherwise it's it's too yeah, much i almost didn't want to mention that because i knew i'd get shit for it but it was just a weird thing and I'm, it's not happening tonight so I just, i'm not the one trapping and judging okay that's you <sighs> probably just going crazy um fermentation seems fairly clean for the most part but um Maybe that's some some minor issues, and um, yeah, I didn't get any diacetyl. Just, that odd hop thing kept coming back once in a while. I was like, "Whoa, what was that?" Kind of like that. Yeah, we just had the lights flicker in the studio, and I was hoping they were going to go out because uh, power outages are always fun. But uh, yeah. no can luck. We, can we survive a power outage here? Are we on generator? Uh, well, we'd have to drink all the beer before it warms up, <laughs> so that would be tough. But I would do it. So mouthfeel wise, medium light body and a bit. A biting kind of uh, a little bit harsh, not not intensely so, but I feel like it was a the sample I had last night was actually more carbonated. And that's where I kind of disagree with Keith, is I feel like the 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 bottle creep <laughs> version had a lot of carbonation in it, and it, you know I set the bottle down in the sink and it just still kept coming coming out of there. But uh, I got like kind of a minerally sharp feeling uh, water profile. It's just a little too drying. Although, you know, you get some sweetness in the aroma, and then it's kind of drying in the, the mouthfeel and the finish, and the carbonation is up there. I'm not getting any obvious warmth, so the mouthfeel is just a little bit odd overall. Um, the beer actually has, uh, overall, it has a lot of, of the desired elements for a cream ale. It's felt a little flat with um, 
the the kind of uh, honey-like oxidation that was detracting a little bit, and the the dryness in the finish and the kind of odd honey-like sweetness in the nose is just kind of an odd combination, and um, just need to get that mouthfeel back into the right place. There it was just just too drying, and the the body. I don't know. It was just a little. Uh, the, it was just a little biting and harsh in the mouthfeel. And okay. again, it's probably bottle, bottle variation, so it might be a very a, a nice beer in the you know front straight from uh, you know a bottle that didn't have this little little foaming issue. Um, so you know if you, I guess the DMS wasn't all that high. I was like you could if you wanted to drop that back and I don't know. You're 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 stuck. I'm having trouble. You're yeah. flooded right now. What's yeah. going on? What are you thinking about? Well, a lot of my feedback was about you know some of the the DMS I got in the nose, but it's not offending me as much now. Mm-hmm. I think I was just being kind of an asshole last night. <laughs> last <laughs> night, wow! <laughs> Screw this beer. No, there's bottle just, variation. There's that, there's asshole variation. That snake yeah. just offended me, and I wanted to find horrible things in this beer. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you'll judge a beer, and it'll it'll have like a, a gusher even, and but you take you. As a judge, you have to taste the beer. So yeah. even if it just shoots straight at the ceiling and you can only catch a half an ounce of it that falls back down from the ceiling, you, gotta taste you still it. have to taste it and swallow yeah. it. And sometimes those beers can be pretty decent. You know, it's not right. that a gusher makes instantly horrible beer. But I think I was I was kind of offended by that, and I might have scored it a little harshly based on <laughs> yeah, that. You so were, I gave it a 25 last night. You were bitchy last I night. I think I would go kind of wow. in between that yeah. and a little higher because it's really it's got a lot of the a lot of what you need in a cream ale, and mostly it's just um, yeah. balance issues and the damn snake. So what's your uh, what's your updated? It sounds like uh, you're updating. Let's go twenty eight. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. That's three points. That's. that's I think that the sample I'm having tonight is a little bit better, and it's a little bit different in the bottle than the one I had last night, even. So okay. And initially, the nose on this one kind of was a little harsh to me, but as I drink it, as it warms up, it smoothed out a little bit. So. All right. That's fair enough. Chris, do you happen to have the recipe for this in front of you? I know you're at work. But... You know, I don't. Okay. Yeah, I'm working. Uh, That's right. But I can I can tell you that it's uh, six row, two row, corn, and then just a little bit of uh, carapels for the the body. Creamed um, corn or off the cob? <laughs> I'm just uh, straight off the cob. <laughs> okay. No, it's, see, it's yeah, good. It's corn season, so why not fucking use it? Uh, yeah, yeah no, I, no, I'm just messing just with you. Corn. Okay. Okay. We keep blinking here. We might go out. Yeah, we might go out. Um, okay, well, do you have any uh, questions for the guys, then, on this stuff? Uh, I'll try and, and keep them to a minimum. So yeah. the first thing is... We got time, man. Uh, I, just, I just got some feedback from a competition out here in Texas, and very similar, the bottles gushed on the judges. Uh, um, bummer. So wh- what what causes that? Because this is a three. I did a three gallon batch because it was kind of like emergency. I need to get this done for the competition. Um, so the bot, like when I when I brewed it, the original gravity came in a little bit high. Uh, it was a one oh five five. So it's a little high for what I was looking for. But then it finished out, and and when I took my last reading, it was like a oh oh six. So yeah. I thought it was it was fairly fairly dry that's funny yeah it's pretty um, rich and it's got a fairly dry finish it's, it's interesting that way <laughs> and so i did the yeast that i used was a uh the wlp um what is it the cream ale one zero eight zero i think is what it is okay um so with that you start off fermentation at an ale temperature so i fermented at 65 for 
uh, let's see, 10 days, and then I dropped down to 50 for another 10 days. Um, yeah. Kind of roused it up and got it going there. But the bottles I consumed before competition and before you guys, I had, I had no gushing problems whatsoever. So is that a contamination issue in some of the bottles? Is it something where there was too much residual sugar when I tried to bottle it? Like, what, what causes that? I think it's the latter. That's my guess. Yeah. And one of the bottles I had last, which is even stranger, one of the bottles I had last night wasn't a gusher at all. There was no, no even trace, not even a trace of that. But it's kind of weird to go. I mean, no matter what the yeast is to go from sixty-five to fifty, no matter what they tell you to do, that just seems like a really strange practice because you're, you're, you know, making, you're putting the yeast where it's really, really happy, and then you're kind of putting them in a place where they're not as happy. And I don't know, like you do the same thing for me working wise to put me somewhere where I'm really happy working and then put me somewhere else. I'm not going to work as hard when I'm not very happy. Was that during active fermentation that that drop occurred or was it afterwards? No, it had, it had pretty much finished, uh, finished up. Okay. Um, yeah, you said yeah. 10 days. I, I think, so, I think yeah. the recommendation is, is so that you can get some of that, that sulfur, uh, the odors of the sulfur out and kind, so of, you kind of let it sit there. Yeah. So. Let it sit on the yeast longer and absorb some of that stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Just so, I'm yeah. not getting a lot of like you know a lot of phenols or anything like that or you know something that would tell me that it's a wild fermentation in the bottle that's causing that to happen. And I mean this bottle today, like there was a little bit when I opened, there was a little bit of like coming up in the bottle, but it, it wasn't was it wasn't a gusher. It wasn't right. like yeah, it was just it, it seemed like there was probably a little fermentation happening in the bottle. Uh, and not really like, hey, there's some sort of wild fermentation happening. Oh, I've seen, yeah, we've all seen way worse. Right, because yeah. if you just, Even I mean, from commercial beers. If you put in too much uh, priming sugar for the bottle conditioning, it could, it would be, all the bottles would be the same as long as it was blended well. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I used those carbonation tabs on this one just to try and make sure that it was consistent with every bottle. Okay, that's, that's kind of weird. Then, yeah, I don't know. Like, the, I would not use the carbonation tabs, and I would go to a more standard. Like, even those tabs, I'm not. I, I don't know. I've never had much success with them. I had some a lot of variation, bottle to bottle. Yeah, I would prefer just mixing up sugar in a in a bo- bottling bucket and doing that versus, uh, you know, then I, the carbonation tabs. I don't know. The, the tabs are maybe not the same size. They they say they are, but who knows? You know, they're coming out. Well, knows? the tabs, like, yeah. I mean, just to me, the act of getting them out of the package. In the end, I went with tabs, and I did have a lot of variation. And then what, what I ended up doing was keeping a little pot of boiling water next to them. You get a little pot? Yeah. And I would, with the drugs. Oh, I would take a... Uh, You're on the devil's yeah. lettuce, and that's a retarded. I would take uh, the, the Cooper's Drop and you know dunk it in the boiling water for a second before dropping it in the water with like a pair of tongs or something, just to get anything off the surface of it and get it clean and then just cap it and, and be yeah. done. But I don't know if, if that works for everyone. I just have a weird way of doing <laughs> that. And like wearing gloves and all this stuff too. It's like, but yeah, once the package is open, it's been open to the air. Who knows what's gotten in there. It's just kind of sitting on the surface of all the sugars. Yeah. Like waiting to do something in your beer. I don't trust it at all. Well, I, I think after the competition and hearing that you also got one, that kind of lets yeah. you know that those aren't the most trustworthy thing. Yeah. <laughs> But cake, caking is another good way to. That's it. true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hear me out on that. I'm working <laughs> on my my keyser. I got my collar built. I just need yeah. to need to actually get the kegs and the CO2 and all that. I'm working on it. Yeah, okay. Good. Nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's the way to go. You'll you'll, you'll never want to go back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like everybody who's looking to do. Well, but then, but then I got to figure out a beer gun, and and that's I hear is just a mess too from listening to the show. So. 
it, yeah. it can't. I mean, it can be if you're doing if you if you do it right. Obviously, it's not going to be. But you know, there's 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 cheap ways to go at it. Uh, you know, uh, Blickman's a nice dude and he makes a great product. But you don't have to go to like the Rari of you know of 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 packaging. You know, you can go you can go a little bit a little bit cheaper. Hey, I, I jammed a fucking bottle wand up the up the spout and it worked okay. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, the beer gun is definitely like the you know. That's the that it's a good it's a good product. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of products these days as far as that goes. And if you're some, saving if you're saving for the beer gun, it's hard to, you you can't go wrong with that. It, I, I I know it does take some practice. Yeah, but uh, you know anything anything does right. So don't let that don't let yeah. that dissuade you. Uh, all right, man. Well, if if you don't have any other questions for these guys. <clears throat> No, we'll I, I think that's that's it. Don't yeah. use carbonation tabs. Lesson learned. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing the beer. Sorry we didn't really get to judge it as for what it it probably was. Yeah, uh, and only feedback as well. Yeah, the the tabs are. Well, but. well, I'm working on a couple. Maybe JP will let me send some more. And of course, yeah. The yeah. Best first first impression, but maybe I can get something that you guys like. So. Yeah, you no. got it, man. Let and me again, know. it had a lot going for it. It wasn't awful. It just had yeah some interesting issues yeah. from that. Next year we won't let an asshole <laughs> judge it, and it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, okay, perfect. perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chris. Thanks, man. All right. All right. Stay Thanks. safe out Thank there, Thank you. Man. Cheers. Bye. They're already working on kicking me off the show. Is that, is that <laughs> what's going exactly on behind the scenes? Is, dude. Yes. <sighs> Trying to get rid of your ass. They're, they're going to kill you in Minnesota and bury you there. I'll sing that Dennis Leary song. I'm an asshole. Yo. Speaking of water chemistry, I'm sure we were talking about that. You know, our friends at the IDIP who uh, are going to be at NHC. I think they're going to be at NHC. They were at NHC last year. So uh, uh, definitely be sure to stop by their booth and check them out. Uh, the Smart Water uh, Water Testing Kit incorporates a revolutionary photometer system. It's uh, perfect for home or commercial use because we all know it takes great water to make great beer. It's the only meter on the market that runs water tests with no math needed on your part, which is my favorite part of this whole entire thing. It pairs via Bluetooth and updates your water results instantly to your own personal water fo- water profile on your app. It's the brain of the system. It allows limits, limitless possibilities, including lab accuracy, free upgrades, test customization, and more. You can then email the results to the rest of your brewing team or post to your Facebook page and let your homebrew club get the lowdown on your base water profile. You can do over 40 different tests. Four come preloaded, and you can purchase more. Things like total alkalinity, chloride, calcium hardness, pH, sulfate, and much, much more. Uh, with only four mils of water needed for each test, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's a patented, safe, and simple reagent testing method that anyone can use. Uh, and did we mention that no math is needed? So go to checkout. Go to, or excuse me, go to smartbrewkit.com. Buy one. Go to the checkout. Enter code TBN10 and save ten bucks on either the standard or the advanced smart brew testing kit. Yeah, those things are pretty cool. Yeah, good people over there at, uh, at the old IDIP. Uh, the folks at the Rare Barrel are using one now. Cool. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, looking forward to meeting those guys. Yeah, it'll be neat. Okay, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back. We're going to hand some stuff out, and maybe we'll jibber-jabber for a bit. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, it's Dr. Humber. Hang on. We'll be back. Do you 
know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, thanks for joining us. Thanks for sticking with us, at least. So before the show, we were sipping my beer. Now we're, we're sipping Keith's beer. Yeah, what are we? Uh, what are we? Uh, Keith's sipping here. Double IPA. Double IPA. All right, well, then you guys are sipping on... No, I'm just kidding. And this was the Zaka and something else? Or? The Zaka, Nelson, and Citro. Yeah. I like the hop character in this one. It smells great. Zingy. Yeah. Lemony. Hmm. It does smell great, man. Uh, what is what? What is that? The combination of like the the hops are coming together. Like and, pineapple, and it's like and lemon, and bright citrus. Just I got yeah. like a like a dried mango. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mango. Yeah. Dried mango slices. Nelson probably be the one that would keep, maybe the most of that that character. A little diesel-y on the on the nose. Mm-hmm. Any dank at all? No, I don't get a lot of dank. Yeah, it's not like oniony. I just wanted to say dank. <laughs> Fair enough, man. <clears throat> okay, let's give some stuff away. All right. So we have the $40 gift certificate to grogtag.com to give away, and that goes to our friends with the lowest score. And then we have the beer bug to give away, which goes to our friend with the highest score. And in case you don't remember, the beer bug, you go to beerbug.com, and uh, it's a, a really awesome wireless tool that connects to the app on your phone it drops into your carboy and you can instantly see where you start and where you finish gravity wise so you can track your fermentation you can track your gravity you can track things like your temperature as well so you can know exactly when fermentation kicks off and exactly when it starts to flatline uh so if you want to turn out your beers or you're going to do some dry hop additions or you want to kill it like for a mead or a cider or something like that the beer bug is is the, the best tool for that 
So, okay, who is the beer or who is the Grog Tag $40 at least your beer will look good gift certificate? We're going to make uh, Chris's cream ale look really good. All right, there you go, Chris. Good job, buddy. So that means, Joe, you get the beer bug. And I appreciate you guys very much for uh, sending us beers and sending us us your your love, if you know what I mean. Um, That's it, right? We're done? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what we could, uh, Keith and I are going to work on our recipe, and, and yes, you might see it in a commercial, uh, or you know, not well, not commercial, but we hope to release it as a for that craft brew thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're working on a couple uh, kits for uh, for Kyle over there that craft brew. So. so we worked on making other people's cool. beer better, but yeah, we never did uh, tried to make our own beer better. It just keeps getting worse and worse. So <laughs> working together, we hope to overcome that problem. That'll happen, man. That'll happen. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I look forward to hearing about it because I'm not going to brew it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks a lot, everybody, for sticking with us. Thanks to Joe and Chris. And, of course, thanks to the fine people at Five Star for making this whole show possible. Uh, check them out at NHC. Uh, visit all of our sponsors. Buy a lot of stuff from uh, from them. Go broke buying stuff from them so we don't. This uh, is the Brewing Network booth. and Come see us. Yeah, do all that, too. But mainly visit Five Star, More Beer, yeah. Beer Bug, if they're there. I don't even know if they're there. Grog Tag, I know, will be there. iDip, I know, will be there. Yeah. White Labs, I know, will be there. Uh, anyway, uh, until next time, everyone, cheers. Thank you.